and welcome back episode number 99 of the Ranting Rangers podcast in partnership with Inside the Rink. I'm your host Jacob Berkowitz and I'm alongside my co-host Brett and we're finally talking about actual Rangers hockey. It has been way too long. I believe it's been what four months but anyway just want to let you all know to go to insidetherink.com slash ESPN to subscribe to ESPN plus to watch games and more and yeah let's get to it. And we are back. Brett how's it going? Uh, pretty good pretty good. Um before we get into everything, I just want to make a quick pitch out there. Um, uh, Berkey and I, and also uh, uh, Luca, uh, who's no longer with us, at least for the moment. Uh, he didn't die. He's just, you know, uh, he's just not currently. Yeah, you mean that's the first part sounds just straight up depressing. Yeah, 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 I know. Uh, but uh, the three of us, as well as some other people from Rangers Twitter, are in a fantasy hockey league, and we have a couple open spots uh, still at the moment. Uh, so if you would like to join, it's a points head-to-head league. Um, it's fifty dollar buy-in. Uh, there'll be three uh, three payouts at the end, um, and the draft is going to be this Sunday. Uh, so if you want to join, uh, shoot me a message uh, on Twitter. Um, that's Brett Am eighty four is my uh, is my handle. Um, or if you want to email me too, that's fine. Uh, you can do that at brettam at me dot com. Uh, either one, we'd love to have uh, have this league filled out uh, this week so we can really start prepping about all the smack talk that we're going to be doing here on the pod. Uh, and, and and randomly enough, Berkey and I play week one. So uh, it's going to be a heated rivalry right from the start. And uh, and Berkey's also promised to steal all my favorite players from me. Because um, I know exactly who you're going after. So he, he, he claims to know exactly who I'm going after. So uh, it, it should be a really fun draft. should be a really fun league. Um, we'll have a group chat going and everything. And, uh, you know, we'll be talking about it on the pod a little bit as well. So it'll be a real fun time. So, uh, yeah, still got a couple spots to fill out. So if you want to want to join, once again, it's Brett AM84 uh, on Twitter. So uh, hit us up. Can we just chill on Twitter? I, I, I know that's just like not the greatest transition, but like can Twitter just chill? It's like what, four preseason games? Can we just Deep no breath. No deep I re- breath. I refuse. No, I think everyone should get even more aggro. That's what Twitter was made for. It's made for negative engagement. So everyone should just get their pitchforks out, get their camp, get their tribes going, and just go at each other's throat uh, even before the puck drops uh, for opening uh, the opening season. Four preseason games. That is all it took. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, and okay, because I do have a thing. About Lafreniere, because obviously that's the big schism that's happened online and in the fan base. It's not even just on Twitter, too. It's on Facebook. It's on Instagram. Oh, no, I'm not just Twitter, saying it's just Twitter, Reddit. just more. It is. It is. I, I, I'm struggling to remember a divide quite as great as as what Lafreniere in the preseason so far has done to to our fan base. Um, so I, I actually have a few things I'd like to get into with that. Um, I, I just like to say at the top before I go into my whole thing is that is it over for Laffy? Absolutely not. That's ridiculous. He's too young. It's just his fourth season starting right now. You can't officially call him a bust yet. You can think he might be a bust, and you're not necessarily wrong for thinking that, but I do think it's too early. Um, there's still a chance that he can be a good player. There's still time to grow. Other people have done it. It's a little too early to give up the ghost. Now, having said that, (laughs) 
it is not absurd or overreacting to see how he's playing and 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 say, oh, and for the other side, say, oh, it's just preseason. It's just preseason. No, this is also year four after getting a prove it bridge deal, um, and then to be slotted into the top six, um, and you come in still looking slow, lost, weak, and honestly not in good shape either. Um, he is consistently the first person off the ice on a shift. Um, and he's visibly more gassed than everyone else. And that has been the case from day one with him. He is, oh, check it out. Almost every single shift, he is the first one off the ice. And he, I see him huffing on the bench more than anyone else. I thought first year, maybe it was like, oh, it's the COVID year. Things are weird. Maybe he didn't have his regular rank or training or whatever. And I thought it would get better, but it really hasn't. Um, and that's something that's so easy to control and it just seems ridiculous to me, especially now at 21, almost 22, actually. Um, that's when we usually start to see these guys that come in the league looking a little scrawny at 18 start to bulk up and fill out because they they care. They work with a dietitian and 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 you know, nutritionists and they work out with trainers. They have the best access to everything. And honestly, if you have that sort of access, it's kind of there's no excuse not to bulk up. Like you better have some sort of like medical condition that prevents you from putting on muscle i mean we've seen everyone else do that so the fact that he's still coming in and that's the other thing is that i see him getting bodied a lot like i see him falling down a lot i see him when he goes uh when he goes into the boards fighting for a puck he gets pushed and shoved around a lot um he's not like Hako who like just sticks his butt out and is like yeah good luck you're not moving me off this puck i'm taking this um so it's i don't think it's overreacting because because preseason or not this is the same thing that we've been seeing. Um, uh, to, to a certain extent, it there is over. I, I don't think you're specifically talking about to the extent that I'm saying, but I, I agree to that. But I'm saying is there is on Twitter stuff that are a bit more than just fair criticism in regards to being concerned and it's gotten a bit more extreme than that, but no, no, I, it, but I, I don't think that's what you're referring to. Um, but no, no, it, it's fair to be concerned. That is a hundred percent fair. And even though it's preseason, yes, you'd expect more. And For obviously. Sure. Yeah. I, and, and, and preseason, you know, if he was, I'm less worried about the preseason form of, of, of Kreider, of Zibanejad, of Panarin, of Fox, of, of any of the. They don't veterans. have anything to prove. They don't have anything to prove, and they, and 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 Lafreniere has everything to prove. When you're a first overall draft pick and in your first RFA contract, you get a low ball two year prove it deal. That should scare the shit out of you. That should put a fire under your belly. That like, hey, they don't really fully believe in me yet, and I have all this stuff around me about how I'm I am potentially a bust because I'm not living up to expectations. You think that would drive somebody to at the very least, even if he can't still, you know, in the preseason, you know, light up the scoreboard, that that's one thing. But to just to sh I just show me the signs. Show me that you're faster. Show me that you're stronger. Show me that you're working harder. At like, least with Kako, even though he wasn't good his first two seasons, there were always points in the games you point and you say, right there, that's what we were looking for. Right. Yeah. It's not consistent and it's not as good as you hope yet. But you yeah. see the signs that show this is what he can do. 
And also, what happened in his first offseason, too, when he came back, everyone was like, oh, damn, his neck got thick. <laughs> like, you could tell he'd been working out. And, like, he got – Also, skating the second year? Skating this – what was it, third year? This year also, I mean – This year also, there's a big jump, too. Exactly. There's noticeable signs of the work that's being put in. And I think that's one of the concerns, too, because that's the other thing, too, is that we have more than a couple reporters, more than a couple unnamed sources that have said – from people in the organization saying that the work ethic might be kind of a question. He's um, got to put away the golf clubs. Yeah. And, and honestly, like I'm all for like, you take a, you know, you're a professional athlete. Like I'm not somebody that like, Oh, you can't play in that softball game. Like, dude, of course you can, but just put in the work, you know, too. And it's just very apparent that he's not putting in the work off the ice that, that he really should be. I think he's kind of coasting, resting on his laurels, but he doesn't really have that many laurels to rest on. Um, and so, yes, I think it's basically, I want to tell both sides of this schism that's forming online, both of them to pump the brakes, the people that hate Lafreniere and think he's absolutely a bust pump the brakes a little bit. He can turn it around. Okay. He still, he still has the ability to turn it around and show something. It's not over yet for him. Uh, the people that think it's ridiculous that people are even concerned about him, and quote a bunch of kind of cherry pick stats about even strength goals. I'm like, look, you can you can show me all the stats you want. And like, I am generally a stats and analytics person. I, I appreciate them, and I'm not anti them to explain the game. But also, you do have to look at what's on the ice as well sometimes. And as we've discussed, I think on the spot before, memorable goals that that good goals that Lafreniere scored. I think it's like three. Most of them have been kind of tap in garbage goals. That sort of stuff, which isn't not a skill, but it's also if he really was, as some people say, one, like one of the best even strength goal scorers, you know, based off of his time. And the way he would score them would reflect on that. You would just see, be the tap is the recipients of everyone else creating plays. You would see so much more. I mean, just like in the, the, the game, uh, you know, against the Islanders on Saturday, uh, forcing bad passes that had never had a chance. And then, you know, and then, uh, Sloppy, lazy, back-checking plays. Um, the, to me, the Lafreniere play that I see all the time is him with the puck along the boards. Uh, I'm just going to fire it off the boards and see what happens, and then nothing happens. That's like the Lafreniere play in my book. I never see him actually try to do something. Um, and, you know, and, and that's, why, that's why I caution people to say he's a bust, because I do think it's odd that seems to be still a confidence issue, which may have been some bad development stuff, you know, left over from, from Quinn and maybe, maybe Gallant as well and ice time and not performing as well as you probably would like to. Um, but he's got to show more effort, even if he's not going to show the confidence to make the big plays and try to attempt to do those. Um, it, it's, it's the other stuff that I think is really concerning. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of my piece. No, of no, it's fair. It's like, even if you don't see the sparks, if you see the work ethic, if you see all that, you're like, hey, this can come. This, the right sparks, the highlights, it could come. But it, yeah. it, if you're not working in it, even if no matter how talented you are, it's never going to. Now, yeah. I don't know what he does in the offseason. We had Colin say last week that he did work on that he's mentioned he did work on his skating. But we, we don't know what to what extent. We don't know anything. But and to, and to what effect, I would say negligible if any like I, I did did you notice any jump in him no right maybe a little and and this was before Colin said something this wasn't like 
my decision being influenced because I'm trying to look for something because of what Khan said. I did see something earlier than that. It seemed like he had a little bit more jump, a little bit more, but not 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 much. Yeah, I, I honestly, um, I don't see any. It's, to me, he looks like the exact same player. And that's the problem is that I, I, I honestly don't think that he's changed at all. I don't think anything has gotten better from, from literally day one. I really don't. And but, but here's the thing, though. I, I'm sorry for interrupting. Here, here's the thing, though. And I mentioned to you last week that if you if we really believe now there is blame on all sides here right where i i I can't as much as i say you know the rangers have problems with development there is blame on lafreniere's side 100 percent. this was isn't a one-sided scenario here sure but if you have had problems with development for three years it is very possible you've gone away from your game have had bad habits and sometimes eat it's not going to be like a flip of, flip of the switch. It's not going to, you know, all of a sudden, oh, I'm back to who I was, right? There's sometimes you have bad habits. You, you, you don't play your game for years. It, I mean, it's very reasonable to say that it takes a bit of time for him to get back to that. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be the Lafreniere that we thought originally, no. But I think that's a fair thing to say. God, can 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 I go back to to the dreams of to the dream, to the dreams? I, I, do you remember how? Do you remember how it felt? I mean, literally, when when that when that lottery, I was upstairs in my old house, and when I saw that ball came in, come oh, in, yeah. I, was... I I screamed and I started I started running down the stairs, and and my girlfriend at the time and my roommate thought that somebody had died, and they thought that was a grief whale that I was having, they were both convinced that somebody, and I was like, no, the Rangers got the first overall draft pick. And they, you should have seen, I mean, I've never, I don't know if anyone. What was your reaction when they dropped the Rangers ball? Huh? When they dropped the Rangers ball before they uh, turned the machine on. When they put each ball in. Oh, right, 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 right. When they put each ball in and they dropped the Rangers one. Oh, I never, I never. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they kind of messed up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. God, and then that whole off season, I remember just just the the pure joy of like we're finally gonna have like a true young stud that we can lock up for years that I'm just gonna like love with all my soul. It's what got me back into card collecting because I wanted his his young guns rookie card so bad. I started buying upper deck packs, and me and my brothers both got super into collecting cards that way. It all started with the chase for Lafu. Um, you know, I, I want to. I, I would love to go back to that that sweet innocent time. But in that innocent time as well, something like so with the this you know three and a half years or whatever more of hindsight looking back now, there was a moment when he first got in and it was it was this time of year it was training camp, um, and reporters were asking players about hey what do you think of Lafreniere? What do you think of his game and his play and everything? And, and they all spoke really highly of him as a person. But none of them ever said anything about his game. And I remember all their reactions were a little muted. They were all like, oh, yeah, he's he's, he's a good, good player. And I remember being like, are they all just being like really humble for him or something? I remember noting it in my mind that it was weird that I expected them to be like, oh, my God, man, that guy is just lights out. Oh, my God, his IQ. Oh, my God. You know, that's something you would expect. But everyone was like, oh, yeah, yeah, really, really good guy, good attitude. And you're like. I don't want to hear good guy, good attitude. I'd rather hear that he's just an absolute. He went in jerk between the legs. He did the, the Forsberg bug. move. Yeah, uh, yeah. That. 
And what so I'm now, saying is, if it was Detroit, right? If Detroit drafted him, right, and he got top one minutes, you're gonna have a different evaluation of him than in this case, right? 100%. Maybe I, I don't know. No, I honestly don't know. I honestly don't because I, I think it's very possible that he's really just not the guy. No, no, no. That, that's what I'm saying. I'm not just saying that whether Lafreniere would break out with them. Oh, what I'm saying okay. is if he was this with Detroit right now, it would be more definitive that, okay, he's just not it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There'd be a little bit less conjecture about it or whatever. Yeah, for sure, for sure, yeah. I mean, and I'm uh, for sure, I think David Quinn especially, you know, when people talk about Rangers development and over time, and yeah, there has been a, a lot of, you know, lack of success. It's not total, though. It's not like no players have, 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 have developed here. Um, Majority, though, have been defensemen. Yeah, but I mean, it, we, you, you know, we have Kreider and we have Bushnevich as, as as some of the more recent examples. So it's like it is possible. It's not like our organization is cursed. But I will say, I think Dave Quinn, uh, just hearing what the players said, uh, who was it? Was it Spooner that talked about? I think it was Spooner that talked about how he had all these weird rules for the players, like you can't carry the puck in on your backhand um, and stuff like that. That really got in his head, and he and he he had suggested, and I think Kako had also said that. The way I think that, that was Kako that mentioned the backhand. Was it him? I, I, I'm not well, sure, but I don't. I don't okay, I, 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 I remember Kako spoke about that, but I also remember that Spooner did an interview as well saying that it was weird. Like he had a lot of really weird rules and stuff. So I do think that, like, the recent developmental failure, I put a lot of that on Quinn. I don't put that so much on Gallant because when Gallant came in, it was very clear that it was like a win now mandate so i don't blame him for his deployment of the kids because you know i mean well he saw it he he, he got to an eastern conference finals and then and then you know made playoffs again well the only know, thing you can blame still is got that fired, so when so. when, when goudreau or someone else had a bad turnover they stayed on that line but one of the kids made one mistake and they're bumped down to the third line or they're benched for the period yeah he, that, he he had less trust. And yeah, I'm not saying he was blameless. I'm just saying that I think when it comes to like hurting the development trajectory of, of the kids, I think, I think Quinn is far more to blame than Gallant just because Gallant was working with a totally different, uh, you know, you know, scheme to what, what was expected out of him. Like Lafreniere didn't have the greatest rookie season at all, but there were, that's the thing. That's the thing. He, he did not, but he did have some like, it was the total opposite of last season, right? Like he had 39 points, but you could only pack, uh, pick out a handful where it was him creating the play. Rather in his rookie season where he did not have a lot of plays, or I'm sorry, he did not have a lot of points at all, but major more of them were because of him. I, I remember some certain passes. I remember that insane backhand, uh, backhand goal he had uh, versus Boston at the end of the year. There were times where you saw it, it wasn't much. But that was like that was like the one goal that he had that no, year. No, no, no. So I'm not I'm not saying just that one time. There were other times. I'm not saying he had a great rookie season at all. It's just weird how I remember more then than I do last season. Yeah, well, I mean it's you know, we should probably get off of, of, of Lafreniere. Uh, you know, I don't I don't think we need to, to rant too much longer about him but um yeah it, it's just i want to see i want to see something show me something and i can live on the hopium a lot longer 
but right now I'm running out. Like I like I like I said in a message to you, I'm not on the I'm not on the bus train, but I do have a ticket. I'm, right. I'm on the platform, but I have I haven't boarded it yet. I'm like, right, right, right. Eh, let's let's wait to see if this train actually needs to, needs to get taken off. Yeah, it, it's just it's not it's not quite there yet. It's fair to be concerned. It, it, it's more than fair. It's a make or break year, though. Yeah. I, at what point during the season do you say, all right, that's it? I guess there are a thousand variables and a thousand scenarios here where you can't really predict when. Because it could be he doesn't do well in the beginning and then he does well at the end. But it's. I mean, I, I'd, li- I'd like to see him get top six minutes with good line mates, you know, for I don't know. Until December, probably, you know, give him, give him, give him, you know, month and yeah, a half. It can't, it can't be like a week or two weeks. No, and, and even just even one month is a little like, like give him, give him, give him October and November. And, you know, if he's still, if he's still floundering or if he's still like, here's the real thing too. It's not even about the points. It's again, if he's showing something, if he's creating plays and opportunities, if he's playing hard, then you know his, right. his. It doesn't have to be necessarily points. It just has no, to no, no. show a next show, another step. Show another step and show development, and and then the leash can get a little bit longer. But if he's playing like he is in the preseason right now, where you see him not back checking, where you see him forcing terrible passes and not creating plays like that, then I'm fine with that leash being a little short. Because let's be honest, and let's transition with this. We have a guy, Brandon Othman, who I'm I'm utterly convinced is very capable of slotting into a third line right now without it being a thing. I'm not saying that's necessarily the right thing for his development. And it probably would be best if he spent just even a little bit of time in the AHL, but that dude is a goal scorer. He he has a nose for the net. He's strong. He's not getting pushed off the puck. In fact, he's pushing bigger defensemen than him out of the way to get space in front of the net. His passing is much better than I thought it was going to be. Um, he has a great, he has a great eye for space. There's several times where he just made, they weren't like he knows where to be. There weren't it's... great game breaking passes. They were t- they're just tiny, like, hey, I'm gonna do like a little bit of a 180 spin to wrap this around just so I can make sure that this pass is gonna clear that guy's stick and get to my guy. The little tiny attention to detail like that second play. goal, it may have been lucky, but you saw his like lift his skate up. Yeah. To yeah. like those little things add up. Those little things, those are things that I don't see on Lon Fournier. Um but that's the kind of stuff that I see. And then you know, his first goal, too, was just exactly – I mean, I saw him score that goal. I mean, I didn't watch him in juniors, you know, watch the games, watch him, watch him. But, like, in highlights, I saw him score that goal so many times. His release is so nasty and so quick that I'm like, this guy can score goals in the NHL reliably right now. I, I know it. I, I, I see that shot and what it can do. Like, that guy is a goal scorer. I'm not saying he's going to come in his first year and put up 35 goals. But I'm saying that guy, I bet if he, if he started the year, he's getting into the 20s this year in goals. I, I I would bet anything on it because that guy has a nose for the net and he's a natural goal scorer and he has a nasty shot. Um, it probably would be best if we can hold off on starting him right away, in my opinion. Uh, but but like I posted on Twitter, like I'm a child and I, I want him right now. Because... Right, yeah, no, it's, it's I'm not going to lie. It is so tempting. And you want, it's like the new toy in a sense, like, you want to just put him on that third line and just see what he can do. But the right thing to probably do is let him cook a little bit yeah. in Hartford. Because, again, he's going to have third line minutes, right? He's not going to get power play time. And in the NHL, it's just 
making sure you could keep up with everyone. Now, it's for him, it could be more than that, but I'm saying focusing on growing his game. He's not going to have a long leash, right? Yeah. There are some certain things that he's going to be able to focus there that he's not going to be able to hear. And yeah, I'm not I'm saying sure. I'm not saying that, oh, I'm talking about in February. I, it, it could be very well in like December time, but it's just why why risk it? Right? Why if it all it costs you is two to three months, just do it. Here's don't play here, around here, with it. Here's why I would say when you when when you say why risk it, here's why I would say maybe you risk it a little sooner than that is is in this scenario is if we again come out and we're struggling with even strength offense we're not scoring enough goals um and that's a and that's a problem some people a lot of people like oh it's only the first 10 games only it's only the first 20 games i was like well wait that's that's an eighth and a quarter of the season right there let's let's not pretend like the first 10 games don't matter or something uh, I mean, it's fine if you get off a slow start, but you're doing the right things and it develops. Obviously, that, obviously that happens too. But there's sometimes I, I think that people think that the season's longer than it actually is. It is a long time, but like, you know, I'm sorry, 20 games, that, that's a quarter of the season right there, you know. Um, so if, we're, if we are really struggling in November to score goals, I want his offense in then. Like, I'm like, screw it. Let's see what he can do. And here's the other thing too, is that barring, you know, the injuries that we all know is going to happen, um, I, I don't believe in in well. There's there's two veterans I don't believe in on this team. Uh, one is Blake Wheeler. Like my God, that guy is the slowest person I think I've ever seen in my life. Um, if like, you give him though, the thing is, and obviously we want Hito on the second line. But if oh, you sure. give him a if you give him a speedy center, and you give him a a bit more of a faster left wing, it, it could make up for that. Yeah. I, it, it could, it could. And I'm not saying he's absolutely going to be a failure, but I suspect that. No, no, I, I get what you're saying. Because when I watched him, it was like he, he was skating in quicksand. But well, but like if you have Heedle, right? And you have more of a, I mean, I'm not going to say faster because we don't exactly have. You just have, you know, above average skating or average skating, right? As your left wing. I, I yeah. think it could, you know, compensate for that. Give Wheeler the ability to play make whatever he does, but yeah, no, there there are some times where, it, and that and that that also might speed in Othman's. That's that that is the point that I was trying to make is that if if Wheeler can't find those line mates that allow him to be you know uh, a slow turd out there and and still be able to you know uh, to add to the team, um, because maybe you're right, maybe he can, maybe it's definitely possible that he could. Uh, I'm not not saying that it, it just it wasn't super promising what we saw there out of him. All, he's also a veteran, so maybe he's taken it easy in the preseason as well. Maybe he comes in and yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm a veteran. I may, I may not be fast, but you know, I, I know how to play the game, and I, I'll add to whoever I'm playing with. I hope that's what happens with him. But I could also see where he's just like, man, Wheeler is cooked. He's got nothing left. Let's get. How about we get uh, a, a a fast, strong, young goal-scoring sniper in the mix? Because we need to add an injection of offense. Um, so even if we don't have the tons of injuries that I'm expecting, I think there's a scenario like that where if the Rangers aren't generating what they should, that it would make sense to, you know, hurry up Othman's arrival. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, what about Cooley? 
Cooley, I mean, to me, he makes sense to, to, to hop in right away on the fourth line. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't see any reason why, why he shouldn't. Belzile being waived that quickly surprised me a bit. It seems to open a door for him, doesn't it? I mean, it's between, see, this is the thing. It's between Pitalik being, or Brodzinski being the extra skater and Pitalik taking that last spot, or it's Cooley taking that last spot and Pitlick being the extra skater and Brodzinski going back down. I personally think I favor Brodzinski on the Cooley? Huh? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, no, no, don't get me wrong. Brodzinski, I really liked his game. Yeah. It's just like... Between those two, I'm fine with I'm fine with however they want to go about it. I think Cooley is totally fine hopping in on the fourth line. I think Brodzinski, again, you know, I, I think it's the same argument with, with Othman. I, I know that Cooley was in the AHL last year, but it won't hurt him to spend a little bit more time in the AHL either. And Brodzinski just showed, you know, he showed a lot of what I like in a fourth liner, you know. A lot of Tyler Mott-esque energy, you know, sort of thing. He, he had that speed. But the thing was is that with Pitlick, when he, it was the VC Gujo pitlick line, they impressed, impressed LaViolette. And also Pitlick, textbook fourth-line goal. Like the simple game, get into yeah. the zone. It wasn't yeah. a dump and chase. He just went around the net, passed it back to the point, crashed the not really crashed the net, but get to the front and score. That That's like exactly what the Rangers want. And that's why I don't think either Cooley makes the third line or he doesn't make it. Because I they have this, I mean, for what I believe, I they have this certain, certain theme with the fourth line, which is more defensive, more sure. simple. And while I'm not saying Cooley is an elite playmaker or even a top six playmaker, he has that bit more creativity that you need really to have on the third line. Again, I think he could do well on the fourth line. I'm just saying from the Rangers' perspective, I don't imagine them having him on the fourth line. So, so what is the fourth line then, like, Trocek and Wheeler and uh, Cooley in that scenario? Yeah. That's not bad. You got a, you got a, a playmaker, you got a speedster, and you got a guy that will drive straight to the net. Yeah. Yeah, that may not be the worst thing. I, I wouldn't hate that. I wouldn't hate that. Yeah. So I guess we'll, I guess we'll see. Um Personally, I just I I, I I like Brodzinski was one of the guys that you know the fourth line guys that really stood out so far uh, in preseason. The real Johnny Hockey, by the way. Yeah, the real. <laughs> oh God! Oh, Columbus fans would would absolutely hate that. Um, yeah, the real Johnny Hockey. Yeah, I, I don't. I he just. I, I like. I no, like no, no. I, 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 I get what they're saying when they would pick him, but I don't know. I, I just. I don't think anyone imagined Cooley would play this well, and it's just. You're not getting any younger, and when a young player like this impresses you in the preseason, why not give him a few games? You don't like him in the regular season for a few games. You could always send him back down. Yeah. What I mean, is yeah? What is the situation with, with the cap hit? No, with Brodzinski and waivers. Oh, he'd have to. He'd have to go through waivers. He'd have to go through waivers. Yeah. Yeah. Which so. it, which makes sense. Why? I mean, it's surprising that they 
chose that quickly, Belzal should be waived, but it makes sense because you want to send them down right then and there when other GMs are trying to sort stuff out and they're not going to pick someone up right now. Have, have, the, have any of the training camp people that have been waived on any NHL team, have they been picked up by anybody yet? Uh, Ember, who who just got picked up? And let's see, let's see, let's see. Emerson got picked up. Oh, uh, really? San Jose. San Jose. Really? Yeah. What a man! Dick. I, I got to tell you, man. The Rangers had some massive players. Huge. Oh yeah. I mean, with, with Robertson and Remke, there, there's like that's like 15. Emerson. Wait, was it Emerson that was massive? I. I... Uh, he's large, I think, but is he, uh... I mean, there were a few just massive, and it was just like, holy cow, like, they could just straight up bully a team. Well, I know that's what they liked about Robertson and, and Remke, because they're, they're both six foot seven, I believe. I mean, they're just gigantic. Neither of them seem like they really got the, uh, this, either, the, it's either the skill or the IQ, it's kind of tough with them. They seem a little bit big and lumbering and slow and not really playing the game at the speed and tempo at which an NHL player should be at this point. Um, so it's kind of unfortunate, but yeah, comically large. I mean, I, I guess the longer this plays out, the more likely it's Brodzinski. Because then, yeah, that would mean he'd have to go on waivers. But Cooley, right, is waiver exempt. Yeah. So yeah, I, I guess the longer this plays out, the long the. I mean, hold on. How many they have? Two more games left, right? Yeah, they play what Wednesday and then Friday is it? I don't know. It's hard to tell because the new NHL app is the oh my worst gosh. thing that's ever happened to humanity. They had they had it. It was good before. Wasn't this? It was fancy. It was, it was fine before. It was, it yeah. was fine before. When I opened the app, it opened to the Rangers. The schedule is in a banner at the top, and then I could click it and see the whole month at a glance. And now it's like nine steps to get to it. Like, why would you bury the most useful thing in the entire app? I swear to God, we were talking about this a little bit before the pod. I swear to God, I feel like somebody was like, "Man, our bounce rates. Bounce rates are uh, how quickly someone leaves an app or a site." Um, our bounce rates are, 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 you know, way too low. We need to, we need to, uh, we need to get people using the app longer. They're like, all right, well, I'll just make it a whole lot harder to use the features that people use. That way they'll spend more time inside the like, app. You can't see all like, the Rangers games on that, uh, in that month all at once. You have to scroll through each, unless I'm wrong here. Or that that's the thing. I, I have to still try to figure out if there is a certain way to, it should be also, intuitive. Every every app like this should be intuitive. I, also, I'm, I don't know if it's just me, but the schedule button, you like have to press other things first and then the schedule. No, it still is not. I, I gave up when I was trying to find it where we were on the phone the other day and I literally just Googled New. Well, I Googled Rangers schedule and then I quickly had to go New York Rangers because every time you do that, it brings up the stupid Texas Rangers, which I'm sure our listeners probably can... Uh, 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 you know, sympathize with that. Um, so it was annoying having to do that. But I do like on Reddit that we did get R slash Rangers that that we are the Rangers. That it's not the Texas Rangers on Reddit. I'm glad. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. But Google gives the Texas Rangers a higher priority, I guess. So, um, but yeah, that's actually the easiest way to find a schedule right now. So yeah, it's Wednesday and what is it Friday? 
Um, no, it's Wednesday and Thursday. Oh, that's back. That's right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out here, when would you think... I'm just trying to figure out when would you stop putting players on waivers that you would not. I mean, it's for sure before the last game. Oh, yeah. Uh, it might even be uh, before the Devils game. Yeah, I'm not sure. This is this is speculation. That's that's probably. I mean, I, I mean, the point the point is out. that the longer this plays out, the more likely it's Brzezinski. Yeah. I, I, I think that's probably pretty sound logic. Um, the other thing that we're going to have to do, I think, is we're going to have to figure out a backup goalie because Jonathan Slow ain't it. Um, that guy... His edges, angles... Um, he's you know, one thing, one thing, one thing, one thing, because we got we to gotta add a little, a little bit of positivity here. Another puck-moving defenseman. Well, hold, hold, hold on, no, 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 no. We'll, we'll, we'll bring that back up after. I, I want to, I want to complain about quick. Okay, I mean, fine, fine, he was fine. never that good to begin with. Let's be real. Even in his prime, he was a mediocre goalie that went on hot streaks at the right time and got the name that he 100%. did. Hundred percent. He's always been goes down so fast and so early. He's so deep in his net, and he's not Henrik Lundqvist who can get away with that sort of thing. And but but now. What he what he had when he was on fire was that he was he was he, he was actually pretty quick and he was athletic. He could make good recovery saves and make up for his less than stellar positioning and instincts, I would say. But now he doesn't have that. So I don't understand how we sign a guy like that. I'm like, are you really telling me that there's no one else that you can get for a cheap salary? That's going to be better than an absolutely washed Jonathan Quick. Now, hopefully, maybe it's just preseason and he was really just kind of getting in the groove. But that's the other problem is that the dude has never been in this position before of being an, an irregular backup starter. I don't think that's going to work out well for him either. You, you know, know who is a free agent? Who? Yaroslav Halak. Well, yeah. Why? Yeah. Everyone keeps saying that like he wanted too much money, but I'm like I don't know where I where, where anyone heard that because the dude is still unsigned. Wouldn't he be rather making 800, 900k a year than zero? Um, I, the, the quick side, like I, I, I we said this on the pod over the summer, and I don't blame you if you didn't follow us over the summer because uh, it's it, it's rough, you know, five months hockey, <laughs> very long five months. Play the clip, um, and uh, uh, but. I just don't understand why we didn't why we didn't just resign Halak. He he was a perfectly acceptable guy. He wasn't necessarily going to stand on his head. He was very stay. overrated. The not over the, the criticism was way too much in the beginning because every game he played, I think the Rangers maybe scored two goals. Oh yeah. Well she, she has was... to get goal support. No the Rangers last year weren't giving anybody goal support. So yeah. But no, he was a like I said, he wasn't gonna stand on his head to save a game that should have been a loss. That wasn't one. And he doesn't have to. That's not a backup goalie's job. No, but he but he was going to come in and he wasn't going to lose you the game either. And that's what you need yeah. out of a backup goalie is a goalie that's not going to lose you the game. I am deeply worried that Jonathan Quick is a lose-the-game goalie. Okay, I really am. Now, Saturday's game doesn't – I mean, obviously, it's preseason doesn't matter. But it also doesn't matter quite as much, too, because we were playing mostly an AHL team – fielding an AHL team herself. And meanwhile, that was pretty much the opening roster for the Islanders. 
So it's not surprising that, you know, if we, when we end up coming back and making at least close. At the Almost. Moment. Almost. Uh, but I mean, the, the effort wasn't there and all that too, but we won't, we don't really need to break down the game. All I'm saying is that I am worried about quick. I think we're going to have to go with another option. If it wasn't for Benoit Lair, I'd be saying right now. To but I don't think, I don't think he can save a guy that just is, is, is too old and slow though. You think I, mean, can... I, I wouldn't? I wouldn't say right now go get another goalie because again, it is only two preseason games. That's, that's yeah. You can't evaluate based off that. But I'm it's saying is how much more concerned would I be if Benoit Lair wasn't the goalie coach? A lot more. Yeah, I, sure. I, I guess just for a guy who I've never really respected their overall skills. Their overall, you know, like I said, the positioning, their their own goalie IQ, what they do. I've never really thought that was an asset a quick. And now that he's actually old and slow, it's just deeply concerning. I mean, even more concerning than Lafreniere, honestly. I have more faith in Lafreniere hitting 55 points this year than I do quick finishing out a season as a reliable, solid uh, goaltender with a good win record. Do you? No, 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 no. I, I, like I, have I have much more faith in my friend. I have much more faith in my Or that, or that quick gets, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, twenty plus starts with a positive win record. What's more likely? Oh, Lafreniere. I, I, I don't. Can we make a Can we make a poll tomorrow on on the Twitter? I, I want I want the people to vote on this. What do you think is more likely? Fifty five points for Lafreniere, or like I don't know what what fifteen wins for for quick. Yeah. Right. Down. I would like to see, yeah, fifteen and five record or something like that for quick. Probably get more. Uh, yeah, it's probably how many. Are we hoping Chesty gets seventy starts. Is that what we're hoping? Oh gosh. I mean, sixty. I said yeah, seventy. Run him into the ground before playoffs. I, 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 that I, worked I, with Adam Fox. No, it didn't. <laughs> Adam Fox was overworked. Galette ran that guy to the ground. I honestly really hope that. That I mean, I love having Fox on the ice too, but it doesn't do us so much good to have him be gassed. I would. Oh, much... well, it's perfect now with Eric Gustafson, right? Another puck moving defenseman. There we Just go. A massive breath of fresh air. I mean, you have another player that could generate from the blue line, break it out. It's just a relief. It's just a massive relief. And it I'm not. And, and who knows? Like maybe with structure. With a new structure, it could be the other defensemen are much better, right? I mean, I'm not going to say new structure because it's a structure, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, man, it, it is just, yeah, it is a huge relief. Yeah, it absolutely is. He he showed his ability right away. Um, also, I just want to give you props on that transition. Excellent transition. Um, Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, I, I, you know, and obviously Laviolette's going to be comfortable leaning on him. He looked sound defensively to me as well. Like he, honestly, his positioning looks better than I, I. Here's a question for you. I already know my answer. Who do you think is has the worst defensive instincts now of the of the six defensemen? You're really going to make me say it. You know who it is, too, don't you? True, true. It is. I see true. Like, this is why. Okay, hold on. This is the thing. They tried Miller and Fox, right? 
one time and at times it looked really good but overall in the game it did not look great and everyone's like all right yeah you see it doesn't work like chemistry doesn't work like that that's the way Gallant did it you yeah i think after a game it automatically flip of the switch it works no it's over time yeah no it's it, true it, it's but but then on that on that same flip token the kind of chemistry that linger and fox have Oh, 100%. doesn't happen overnight either. So if this I, was February time, I'd 100% agree with you. But this is October time where you have that. This is exactly when you're supposed to experiment. Yeah, no, fair point. Fair point. Yeah. I mean, listen, like if you try it for like 10 games, like if you try it and it doesn't work, okay, fine. doesn't work. I'll eat it and switch. But I'm saying is you give Truba a defensive defenseman. You give Miller the smartest defenseman in the world. I mean, how do you not just try that out for a few games? And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Well, they only played together in one game, just not even the same line, but they only played together one game, right? What do you mean? Like Fox and Miller were only on the roster. Fox and Miller oh, were only a pairing for one game. No, 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 not a pairing. Like they were only on the roster together, the same preseason roster for one game, right? I believe I believe so. What, what, what do you mean? Like – they haven't both played in another preseason game together. Oh, no, no, I don't think so. Not on the same pairing, but to, like they were both no, on no, the No, 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 I don't, I, don't, I don't think yeah, so. I, so there was only one opportunity for him to even try them out was that one game. Well, I mean, there were other opportunities. He just chose not to. Right, but they weren't playing together anyway, is what I'm saying. It, no. wasn't, like, it, it wasn't like he had Fox and Lindgren stapled together for multiple preseason games while Troop and Miller were together is what i'm saying you know I, oh no no he he had true he had miller and fox for a day or two i believe in training camp it might have only been for one day yeah well but like that's that's the thing like chemistry isn't just always automatic there are sometimes it is and there are sometimes it isn't it's yeah i i but i can also see the other the flip side of it too where it's like lobulet's coming in he's trying to get everyone playing his system you already have a defensive pairing that you know damn well works and has good chemistry. You take a look at the other thing just to see what it might be, maybe if it gels. I guess it's more the fact that I don't think Miller and Truba are compatible. I think it's more of that than like would you have an would you rather have a an elite pairing and an okay pairing that once in a while Miller goes on a hot streak? Or would you rather have a great top pairing and a good second pairing. See, I, I think it also, a lot of this is predicated on what Miller does this year as a defenseman. I'm expecting him to have a jump this year in his game. Um, for me, my biggest problem with Truba as a defenseman uh, is that he tends to get out of position and chase a little bit. And which is why you would give him Lindgren. Right, which is why you'd want him more defense. But, and then the other thing is that Keandre Miller can also be guilty of a similar thing as well. But for me, Miller, I think Truba's not going to change. Okay. He is who he is. I don't, I mean, I don't really think, I mean, he can improve on aspects and whatnot, but like that's the player that he is. You know, we, we know what we got in him. Miller, I think can actually be taught and in a system and with good coaching and maybe Phil Housley, our new defensive coach can help him be a more defensively responsible partner. So that way, if Truba does wander off, chase a guy behind the net that he shouldn't be chasing, Miller knows, hey, I don't pinch around as well and leave the guy open in front. 
which has happened happened many times last year. That wasn't just one time. That happened quite a few times. Where they, well, that, that was the reason why I don't think – that was the reason why I don't think Fox and Miller worked originally or, you know, initially because they don't know which one should pinch in when, like when and yeah. where. Because you, you saw sometimes during that game both pinched in or both yeah. didn't pinch in, and they, and they didn't really communicate or coordinate who's who's pinching in at certain points. Yeah. Because they're so used to having that – defensive defenseman or that person that they have to you know stay back for to cover for them right yeah. they never had that other offensive defenseman yep. and normally i'd say it, it's probably best to not have that but considering that one of them's the smartest defenseman in the league and the other one has shown and it's uh, an incredible amount of potential and has the skating and you know the stick is the length of the ice i, I mean I, I think it could work doesn't it also kind of make sense, though, like, we now have, I would say, three offensively talented defensemen with Fox, oh, it's, it sounds Miller, incredible. and Gustafson? Doesn't yeah. it make sense to have one of them on each on each pairing, too? It does, but there is also a thing of maybe having more of a defensive pairing as well. Yeah. And also, again, I just, maybe I'm wrong, maybe it works out under a system now but miller truba it's just i'm not buying it yeah i could, I I could be 100 wrong on that one we'll see i i still kind of have hope that miller is going to get uh you know because he still is um he's still younger he still is somebody that is you know newer to also playing the deficient the position of defense as well um, I think it's definitely possible that he learns, especially with better coaching and a better system, that he learns where he needs to be and how to cover for Truba a little bit better. And maybe some of those woes go away and then we don't have to have that. We don't have to have that decision. We can split up our offensive playmaking uh, defenseman along with, you know, the uh, uh, the more physical guys, we'll say. Right. Like with Gustafson. There were a few times where I saw him a bit out of position, but like that's your offensive defenseman on the third pairing. Yeah, can't ask for him to be a shutdown guy. It's not gonna happen. It's not real. No, but he wasn't. He he wasn't bad. I'm though. Not, no, I'm not saying he was flat up bad. No, 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 no. I'm just saying no, you saw he, a few was, things that he. Right, but he, I, overall, but again, I'm not, I him, you know, overall, I found him to be quite responsible. Where I wasn't, he never made me go no. Like I wasn't jumping out, being being like, "What are you doing?" You know. Oh yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. That, that's... I thought he was pretty, pretty responsible overall. Oh yeah, yeah, no. I, I was just mentioning there were a few things, but again, like that's it's probably more nitpicking. I, don't, I, I, it's just it's it's nice to see that you have three defensemen now that could generate offense, and now with the system, I mean that's why I was more encouraged because even though it's not that big fish, the big time player you got you got the players that you were desperate for well you needed another puck moving defenseman you needed yep. better depth you got yeah it. yeah i mean Gustafson was a good pick I, I i'm still kind of uh undecided on so quick was bad Gustafson was great wheeler i'm undecided on but i suspect he may not be what we want and we end up using uh pulling up the uh the new toys to uh to fill in those gaps but we'll see we shall see
Uh, I'm really happy that we actually have fun and engaging things to talk about on this pod. Uh, I'm really excited because yeah, you want to tell them one of your ideas. One of my ideas for what? The off season. No, why would we waste it? No, I, I came up with some really good off season ideas after the off season. After the off season. After the off season, you had the good ideas. So next July, we'll talk about it. You got to write them down. Because you're going to forget them and they're going to have this same. Uh... I got it. We'll sort the uh, the NHL Rangers into the NHL, the New York Rangers into uh, Harry Potter houses, right? No one's done that before, right? I have no idea. I mean, everyone. I'm joking. Blue Shirt Breakaway did that. Did they actually? Yeah, they did. I disagreed with nearly every single one of their. Uh... Well, not every single one. They had a few of them, right? But. I remember being in a, in a, in a, on a road trip listening to that podcast in the summer and screaming like, there's no way he's in Hufflepuff. Like it was, it was like, it was one of the nerdiest things I've, I've ever done in a movie vehicle. Uh, I'll be perfectly honest, screaming at no one complaining about which, which, the, which fan podcast <laughs> will listen to a New York Rangers fan podcast and arguing with them over which house which Harry Potter house each player would be uh, uh, sorted into. It's hard to get much nerdier than that. that that's peak nerd. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's peak. It's, it really is. Um, oh, so by the way, if they didn't sign Trocek, do you think the Rangers would be in serious talks for Zegris? Or even if they weren't really, I mean, we'd be hearing it. Yes. Like Eichel? Yes. 100%, right? Yes. It's honestly impressive, though, that we still haven't heard anything because salary cap hasn't stopped people from doing it before. Yeah. yeah. It seems weird, though. I mean, it when is when is a time where, I mean, even if it made no sense, it's physically impossible or not physically possible, but to the point where it's just, it's not going to happen. And yet still people talked about it, right? And yet, but this time it's not, it just, I don't know. It, it seems weird. To me, the whole situation seems weird, and I do not understand GMs. It was like it was like when uh, uh, I wasn't the GM, but it was Dallas's owner was complaining about when they were doing robo signing, and they were complaining about oh these young kids they want their big contract now instead of waiting and earning it. I was like, dude, you see how many goals he just scored for you last year? Did you <laughs> like you should have signed him to a longer term contract, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but there are some GMs as motors that that don't. It seems so behind the times where they I think don't it's the term. I, I think it's the term. I think he wants like because remember the cap's gonna go up. They should be overjoyed to have him want to have term. I, I'm not I'm not I'm not arguing with you. I agree with you. I'm just saying from their perspective, they, they want something. a long term like, and like, he wants fine, a short term. Be like, fine, give me a two give me a two year give me a two year deal and then I'm gonna get I'm gonna get the fuck out of here and make a ton of money somewhere else playing for a team that's committed to winning, you know. So I I don't know how they can't make that work. Obviously, I'm not in the inside negotiations there. I'm not an Anaheim fan. Uh, you know, I don't really have great insight into them. It's just it's hard for me to understand how you can't sign a guy like him or Drysdale on their first RFA. That should be a relatively easy thing to get accomplished. Um, and to have what appears to be some pretty tense negotiations where there's trade talks happening as a result. It's kind of mind-blowing. Imagine if Buffalo actually got him. I actually don't think that that would be. For I mean, why would him. they need him? They have they don't. Thompson. Yeah, no, they don't. They don't. Are you kidding me? 
Dude, dude, Buffalo is going to be a, a, a legitimately good team this year. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, Tage Thompson, Jeff Skinner, Alex Tucker in your first line, and then you have Dylan Cousins. Dylan Cousins is, like, it's. I feel like just from looking at some stuff. The Rangers that, were interested in him, by the way, before they oh, won the lottery. Oh, oh my before God. Before they won the lottery. I think I think it was oh maybe it was a year after or something, but they were, like, interested in him before they uh... – I could be wrong, but I I, I really horse from Whitehorse, man. That guy is legit. Love him. Um, yeah, no, they got they got a good team. They got they got they got great defensemen, and that Devin Levi is a legit goaltender too. I'm 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 really high on them, and not just oh, yeah, they have Dowling and Owen Power in the back end. So, yep, yes, they do. It's yeah, it, it really is. It's it's a very legitimate team. Um, so yeah, I, I don't really see necessarily the need for them to give up what they'd have to give up in order to get somebody like Zebras. Um, I know that that awful podcast, that's the most popular hockey podcast. Um, they had a argument over should, where, where would you see Zebras going if should, you would go somewhere? Well, like I said, on that one, that, that one terrible podcast they were talking, they were arguing about, oh, would, should the Sabres trade Darlene for Drysdale and Zegers? Oh, my, oh I, I, I heard uh, that's. Yeah, you know what awful podcast I'm talking about now, and so does everyone else. I mean, the podcast isn't awful, but I just don't like those people very much for a very a, a litany of awful re- you know, reasons for how awful they are, including the fact that they absolutely hate the New York Rangers and are so biased. Honestly, I I don't I don't give them any I don't like post about it any attention whatsoever. It's just no 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 you can't. Why do you think I'm not naming them right now? I don't I don't want to give them. I don't I don't even acknowledge the thing. It's meant to stir something up. I'm just not interested in it. Yeah, it's the same thing. Once in a while, I see a thing when they were. It's an interesting conversation. I was like, oh, Drysdale and Zegers for Dolly, and I'm like, that's an interesting conversation to have, regardless of who was having it. I, I'm like, okay, let's, you know, we can talk about that. Um, I don't like that trade for Buffalo, to be perfectly honest. I don't think that works, but whatever. Um, I'm just trying to think who would even, I guess. I don't know. Cause what, 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 I mean, Zegers. What would you value? ask for, by the way, for Zegers? Dude, I, I don't know because Zegers' value is really weird too. Like, he's you're not winning that trade no matter what. There is no scenario you're coming out, coming out on top. For who? If, the, if you're one getting him or if you're the one trading him? Trading him. If you're trading him away? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Zegers is Unless real... there was a, another player like him in that position, which there isn't. I mean, it's it, it, it's tough because, like, he hasn't fully exploded, you know. He hasn't hit, he hasn't hit a point per game yet. He's only entering his fourth season. His high is 60-something-odd points, you know. Um... He's kind of a one-sided player, too. Extreme talent, obviously, but, like, hasn't quite put all together. Right. And you, you expect that he will, but it's not a guarantee that he will. Maybe he's one of those guys that's, like, has some really high-end flashy skill and maybe scores you 65 points a year. But, but is, like, the players, the teams that I think would need him the most, they can't even get him. They don't even have the assets. Yeah. So it's like, I, I, I there is no scenario where he's actually... What's gonna happen is they're gonna end up doing a bridge. It's gonna. But you don't you don't bridge a player like Zegers though. That's no, no. But that's what I'm saying. Zegers wants a bridge. Is that has that been reported? Hold on, I gotta look again. I mean, I mean, it makes sense, right? If the cap goes up in two, three years, why would you take a massive contract now? Oh, no one should. Yeah, I mean, unless you're getting a ton of money and a ton of term, and and you want to stay there. But it makes sense. The team would want long term, right? Because they know in a couple of years, either. 
you're gone or you're going to cost. I mean, I, I don't even know how you would make the calculation because what salary cap's projected to go 10 million. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's true. It doesn't, it doesn't make a lot of sense as a young player, unless you're where you want to be already and you just want to be locked up. Right. And you just want security. Yeah. But otherwise, I mean, you're looking for your payday. Yeah, I mean, it, it does it does make sense. So yeah, maybe that is a sticking point. That does seem like a logical sticking point. But you know what? We are a New York Rangers podcast, not uh, uh, not an Anaheim Trevor Zegers podcast, and we've been going on for an hour and ten. So I think it's time to to let our listeners enjoy the rest of their Monday without having to hear us. And mm-hmm. and that next episode is right before opening night. Right before opening night. At uh, it took way too long. I, I, and listen, we had incredible guests and, you know, it was just, there was sometimes, holy cow. Oh yeah. I know. We, I, I, think, we had, <laughs> I think we had a great summer too. We filled it with some good content, some good guests and uh, some great guests. Um, I, I don't fear the off season as far as doing a podcast as much as I thought I was going to. And I don't fear it for next year. No, it, it was just that like, like right now, right? We discussed, you know, updates on the Rangers. It kind of gets away from that. I mean, and, and it's an inevitable. It's 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 it, it was it was time for us to actually have real things to discuss again, and I'm very happy to be back. I am overall very positive about 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 this Ranger season. Um, you know, things things go the right way. I think it can be. I think it can be. You know, a good season. We'll we'll see. And I'm very excited, though. Very, right, so very last thing. Last thing. Cooley makes it or no? Yes. Offman. Well, I guess if Cooley's making it. Yeah. Offman's no. Not. There, there's no. no scenario where both of them. Go to Offman. I honestly think Offman could have scored like six goals in two preseason games, and they there probably... were there were there was a game where I think Cooley could have easily had a two goal game. Yeah. I think it was versus the Devils. Well, legit, I think Offman could have scored like six goals in his two games, and I think they still – I think it was already pre-decided. And part of that, too, is like I hear, I kept hearing the same talking points from all the reporters, and then when like Sam and Joe came back and everything, they kept – Oh, like, when Sam and Joe came back, I'm like, this, we're back. We're finally We're back, here. absolutely. That felt great. But when they were talking about it, I was like, they're literally saying like the exact same phrases that I've heard repeated ad nauseum. This sounds like an organizational soundbite, you know, to explain what's going to happen. And maybe I'm wrong, but I kind of feel like it was already predetermined that Hoffman should go to the AHL, even if it's just for a month, let him go there first, um, which again, is probably the right move to make, but we shall see. So yeah, Cooley opening that roster. Yes, I think he did enough to do it. Often, I don't think he could do enough to, to do it. I think it was predetermined. So that's what I think. What I think he, he he did the best he could. It's just a matter of the circumstances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he was born like two weeks earlier, he he would he would be opening that roster. He probably would have been playing for us late last season. All right. All right. Next episode, right before opening night, about time. And uh, yeah, thank you to the listeners and we will see you next time.